This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, Pro Football Playbook Podcast listeners, I'm your host, Bill Opsed, sitting down with Keith Myers. Welcome in, Keith. Uh, yeah, it's um, another show for uh, looking at um, rosters and off-seasons and, and kind of getting a feel for um, what each team looks like now that free agency is essentially over, the draft is beyond us. Um, I mean, rosters aren't set, but we kind of know what teams are going to look like going into um, the season. Yeah, we've done uh, four teams so far. We're on to the Carolina Panthers and Chicago Bears in this show. Uh, we're talking about rosters, what what teams have done uh, in their entirety for the offseason and then in the draft. Just kind of uh, sets the uh, tone, if you will, for the uh, regular season and training camp and find out kind of where the te- these teams set. And we're doing it in alphabetic order. That's why, uh, that's why we're doing it the way we're doing it. So let's start with Carolina. Um, in the off season, I thought they had a, just an okay type of mm-hmm. off season. Really, um, I thought they had a really pretty decent draft. Um, I thought that their best re-signing was probably DJ Moore, wide receiver, and then I really liked the Austin Corbett signing at guard. He's kind of a, a stable kind of guy. Damian Wilson, Deonta, uh, Deonta Foreman um, at running back kind of solidify that, and Xavier Woods. That was kind of their their big offseason signings, if you will. Um, but it's still hard to attract really decent talent for this team. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that it doesn't feel like too long ago was um yeah, Cam Newton and the and the big Superman show. Yeah, there was yeah. that. And then on and then that that like great defense on the um uh on the opposite side of it. They ground out games and made it really hard on teams. Mm-hmm. Now it just it's just not the same. They're they're in rebuild mode. They're trying to figure this out, and um, 
it it's a slow process. It, it's always a slow process. And they're just, they, need, they have more work to do. I, so, did, I do like what they, I mean, they started the process last year. Um, they made a, mis- a mistake at quarterback with Sam Darnold, and they're kind of stuck with it for another year. But they went into this draft, and they they did some some good things as far as like the draft and going. I and agree. Being able, being able to get a guy like Aquano, um, uh, mm-hmm. at six, who's probably the um the best offensive tackle in this in this draft. I know some people would say Evan Neal, but um, you know, that's not necessarily, it's debated and that people will say mm-hmm. Aquano, um, for him to come in. I mean, that's, that's a cornerstone piece. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to make when you have so much to solve as a franchise and you're picking six in the NFL draft, it's hard to make that pick because you want to get the splashy move. You want to excite your fan base again. You want to maybe reach for a quarterback. You know, nobody really reached for a quarterback. You could argue Kenny Pickett, uh, to Pittsburgh, but they waited until the 20th pick or whatever to do that. So mm-hmm. that was a huge thing, but getting uh, Akeem Aquano at offensive tackle there at six overall, I think is probably the best pick that they could have made. It really kind of shows to me that they kind of know what they're, what they're doing a little bit in the front office. And um, was it, is it Federer that's their GM? I, I don't have that information in front of me, but I think he used to work for the Seahawks front office uh, quite a while back. And, He's kind of making some some calls there, and then uh, Matt rules their uh, coach. Um, and I, you know, they don't have a lot to work with, but they're really starting up front. I think they got Austin Corbett mm-hmm. um, at at right guard to come in on the other side. Their right tackle is uh, Taylor Moten. Um, so they're really pretty good shape up front. It's the rest of it that's that's kind of hard. You mentioned Sam Darnold. This is the Sam Darnold show. Still, mm-hmm. again, that contract is hanging around them. I think they made a mistake there with the fifth-year option. Um, and then, but they did draft Matt Corral. Um, yeah, and they and they did that as a really nice spot in the draft at ninety-four overall. Great value mm-hmm. there. A guy that can come in take a year to kind of process uh, what NFL offenses are doing, what NFL defenses are up to, and be able to kind of be in the competition next year. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, he's probably going to be in the competition this year. Like, is he going to be the week one starter? I wouldn't count on that. Uh, but if Sam Darnold, you know, fails, which he did last year, um, and likely will again this year, you can go ahead and bring Matt Corral in midseason and let him, you know, get some playing time, get some film of himself to self scout next offseason. So he comes in a year from now um, in a significantly better spot. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a guy that are, if they're picking at the top of the draft next year, when there's where there are quarterbacks, are you going, nah, we're not going to take one because we have Matt um, Corral. No, uh, no I right. wouldn't, uh, right. you're still going to, you, you're still going to pick um, the top quarterback. Uh, but if you're not, let's say you're picking seventh and the, you know, the three good ones are gone. Well, maybe you've got a guy you can build around. And so you might as well start that path now. Um, I like that they went and they waited till round three to get a quarterback. They didn't take a third or fourth round quarterback in round one just because, you know, people said they need a quarterback. Um, if you're, if it's a third or fourth round quarterback, don't take them in round one, take them in the rounds three or four. And that's what they did. They waited and it's going to serve them uh, well. 
So um, their running back room is a little interesting to me. They've obviously got Christian McCaffrey. Who knows, right? I, I mean, think a lot depends on Christian McCaffrey being healthy. They've talked about moving him this offseason. Nobody really wants to take that chance. Um, mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard sitting there. I think he's a decent back. Um, I think this team is sneaky good enough if Sam Darnold has a season where they could win, you know, seven or eight games um, and surprise a few people with some more roster improvements this year. Um, likely not, but but they could and mm-hmm. move themselves out of that quarterback conversation. Well, it, dep- it depends on how much Christian McCaffrey plays because when when Christian McCaffrey plays, he is such a difference maker. He's such a guy that can change games instantly. Yeah. Um, when he doesn't play, this team's gonna. I think they're gonna struggle. I mean, I, I Chuba Hubbard's gonna give them some reliability at running back, but McCaffrey changes your offense. He's yes. that good. And and you know, uh, having a guy like you know DJ Moore out there at mm-hmm. wide receiver, that's a that's a that's a piece you can you know. Um, you know, build around, win a title with, but it's the other parts that are around that. And, and more importantly, you know, quarterback, uh, I think is going to hold this team back, but there are some pieces to really like. Do you know who their third string tight end is without looking? Um, no, but I already looked. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, Steven Sullivan. It's a name that we're familiar with that nobody else would be familiar with. I just think that that's pretty interesting. Okay. And then on the defensive side, you know, Brian Burns uh, is is great. Derek Brown on the other side. Uh-huh. Um, Amara Darbo, they drafted. I thought Brandon Smith was a good value pick at 120 overall, the Penn State linebacker. I think he's uh-huh. better than advertised. Cade Mays is an interesting pick at, at offensive guard. I think he's just a rotational depth piece for them. And then uh, Kellon Barnes was the fastest guy at the combine this year at corner. Uh, 242 overall I'll see if they can work him in in some sort of um nickel probably, package or probably more of a special teams role this first year i mean he's got all that speed but there's a reason why he was picked at 242 exactly right? so right. but he, they can use that speed on special teams um while he they continue to help him you know learn the game and learn the position uh but the, the, i mean that's when you take guys like that right uh in the 240 range because the upside is there and that's all you can you can ask for in round seven and he's and he's behind like jc horn one of the best um nickel guys Mm -hmm. in the business too so okay let's move over to the chicago bears um chicago's interesting they pretty much jettisoned their entire off their entire staff um fired ryan pace and matt Nagy. ryan pace was their gm matt Nagy, the um the coach uh, Nagy finished with a 34 and 33 record. Um, they made the playoffs twice, but he failed to win a playoff game in two appearances. Um, they hired Ryan Poles and Matt um, Eberfluss, offensive coordinator uh, from Green Bay, Luke Getze, defensive coordinator Alan Williams. Young guys gives them an opportunity to really kind of work with the with the quarterback, upcoming quarterback in their new system, and. They traded Khalil Mack for some for some picks. They really did kind of try to make over the team a little bit um, and and infuse the team with some young talent. I'm just not exactly sure 
where they're at in the process. Um, you're in year two of a quarterback under contract for for five under team control for five years, and so you got to kind of start moving a little mm-hmm. bit. It was weird that they went into a year where everyone knew, hey, if this doesn't work, the coach and GM are gone. And <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um, they let that coach and GM pick a quarterback. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. you know, of course it didn't work. They're not a great, <laughs> it wasn't a good team um, around said quarterback. And then, uh, now you've got a new coach and GM that come in that got this first round quarterback that they didn't pick. Justin so, Fields, we're talking, we're talking about Justin Fields. Yeah. And so how sold are, are they? Like how tied to them are they? Um, I mean, really they're not, but at the same time they really are because this team's not going to win unless Justin they're, Fields right, develops. Right. And, leads and they them. brought in Trevor Simeon to be the backup and he's not mm-hmm. going to win. He's not, he's not even a 500 quarterback. I don't think. No, he's a, he's a backup. So what, what do you think of their off season? They released uh, Nick Foles the other day. Um, I'm going way back here. They signed Aquimius uh, St. Brown, the wide receiver from green Bay. And and then they brought in his offensive coordinator. Um, I'm not sure. See, he never really worked out with green Bay. I thought he had some great upside uh, when he came in and he just never really developed. Justin Jones, uh, their defensive lineman that they brought in, I think is really nice value there. Um, let me see. That's about it, really. And then they had the draft. Um, had the draft. Yeah. I thought uh, Joaquin Brister is, is an excellent. Yeah. Didn't have a first round pick. Um, yeah. uh, and so they had to wait all the way to pick 39. And then they got Kyler Gordon, uh, the cornerback out of Washington, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. a, might not be as good as his teammate that got drafted earlier, McDougal. but um, but Gordon's a good player who's going to be a nice piece of that defense for a while. And then, uh, you know, nine picks later, the guy that you were um, just talking about, Brisker at safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are a couple of guys that are going to be on the back end of that. Defense. I agree. And they're immediate starters. Yeah, yeah. Instant. Yeah. They come in and start, which is good. I mean, Brister's yeah. going to probably start at strong safety rather than free safety. They've got Eddie Jackson there at free safety. I think he's fine. Kyler Gordon's going to re- play on the right side, hold mm-hmm. down that spot. Um, and then uh, Jalen Johnson is on the other side. Um, Velas Jones. <laughs> we talked about Velas Jones, I think, way back in like January. And he was, we did a, I think, our very first mock draft. I, I picked him as like a filler on a mock draft at like 200 and. 10th pick or 225 overall and i was like i really kind of like this guy i think he's going to move up a little bit and he ended up going 71 in the draft i thought it was yeah crazy. and and as, as we got closer to the draft and as more of the uh, draft media began to you know take notice and, and get around to watching his tape he was just jumping up draft boards and yes. um, there's a yes. reason for it this is yeah. he, this is a good player and yeah and he had four three gonna, two speed too that yeah that hurt. helps uh, um, but no, he's, a, he is a, uh, take the top off the defense kind of guy. And, um, he's going to create a lot of space for other guys and his quarterback to work underneath. Uh, and if teams don't respect that speed, he's going to run right on by him and Justin Fields is going to be able to throw some deep touchdowns. So, uh, great. So I pick. thought, 
Yeah, I thought one of the more interesting picks that they had was Braxton Jones out of Southern Utah. I was kind of attracted mm-hmm. to Braxton Jones for a, for a few uh, teams that needed kind of an athletic tackle, a guy that could move in space quite well. He's a little undersized. I think he's around 310 pounds, six four and a half. Really long, athletic, can move in space, but played in a small conference, small school. That's why he went 168 overall. But he's number two in their depth chart at left tackle there. Uh, for Chicago uh, behind Larry uh, Barome. And I don't know, I he he may provide some competition there as time goes on. Um, yeah, anybody I mean, else I could see it. Um, uh, I could see that being the thing. Um, I, I don't know. I have a more th- uh, penciled in uh, on the, the right side than the left side. But, um, you know, there's some nice pieces on that offensive line. Um, yeah. Even if even if Jones, you know, takes a year or two to develop, um, I like Cody Whitehair. I know he's had some issues, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at times, but I think that overall the talent's there. Um, and I still think, and I know I'm probably the only person who still thinks this, that Sean Coleman is um, someone that can develop. I know. Into being a, I always a thought player. so too, but he's sitting there on their right side as their number three overall right yeah, tackle I, on the team. So there's a chance he might not even make it. Yeah, I mean, I I still think that you know move him inside to guard and give him a chance because he's a guy that can do that. But um, the that's just a weird evaluation, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I mean it's pretty obvious I screwed that up. But me uh, too. I was on this. I was on that boat. I mean, I, I thought think he was going to be a better he player. Played it. Didn't he play at Alabama? And we're talking about Alabama, right? Or Georgia or somebody somebody back there in the SEC. And I I thought he was starter material when he came out Auburn of, uh, he played in Auburn Auburn Auburn, Auburn. Yeah. yeah um how about their defense Keith so their defense um their defense is interesting I mean it really is I mean guys like Robert Quinn coming off the edge um mm-hmm. it's hard not to like that um I like Robert Quinn and uh so overall like you know there's there's some stuff to like here I think that you know there might not be the um the name recognition for people who aren't fans of the team like mm-hmm. you're not going to be like other than robert quinn um well i like roquan be... smith i think roquan smith is their one of their best players their oh, absolutely. linebacker yeah. absolutely i'm just saying like for on a national level like um there might not be a lot of uh, name recognition there's no brian Erlacher that when you say that name every single person who is remotely interested right. in the nfl knows who they're talking about honestly that doesn't really matter to me i like that you know you've got jalen johnson on on Mm -hmm. the back end you've got kyler gordon on the back end um duke shelley i think is underrated brisker is probably going to be a starter um Mm -hmm. eddie jackson is also back there at free safety like that's a good secondary they have a young a nice young nucleus to build around save robert quinn i mean he's he's been around a little bit i don't know how long he's going to last but he's very good right now Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, they have some young players to build around. Um, and I like their coach. I mean, I really do. I like, um, Matt Eberfluss. He's kind of a defensive minded guy, although he's not going to call defensive, uh, plays. Uh, he's more, he's uh, I probably got that backwards. He's, he's an offensive guy. He's not going to be calling their, their plays. So he's going to be kind of their head coach. He's going to let the offensive coordinator, Luke Etsy come in from green Bay, call their, and then the defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, I really like as well. Young uh mind in the business that's going to come in and i think we just kind of shape this this defense they're changing from a three four to a four three 
they're mm-hmm. going to have some some growing pains. Um, and I don't see them winning many more than four, five or six games um, this year. Um, but getting themselves in position next year, I think that Justin Fields' development this year is going to be a, a key factor on where they end up even yeah. two, three years from now. I mean, uh, of course. Um, they're gonna, otherwise, they may end up having to start over, which you don't want to do. Uh, Justin don't want Fields that. had so much upside. He still has so much upside. I don't. I, I don't want to look. I mean, I don't want to look at uh, last year and his stats and be like, "Oh, well, he he's probably going to bust out because that coaching staff was so bad." Um, and what's what do you think him? of them losing Allen Robinson, one of his that's main weapons? Gonna, well, I mean, that's going to hurt. But they did add Velas Jones, um, and I think that you can you can build an offense without Allen Robinson. I mean, yeah, he's a nice guy to have out there and a really nice piece. Mm-hmm. But this isn't this is a team that's going to win um, with their defense, ball possession, you know, a big play here or there, um, ball control, that kind of stuff. They're going to win in that manner. Um, you know, running behind David Montgomery and, and that kind of stuff. And I, it just, to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, they lost that one big weapon and that's going to hurt, but they long-term, I think replaced it with Phyllis Jones. And so uh, I'm okay with, with, with that. I think this is a, a team that's going to be, I know you were saying five or six wins. I think they're going to be eight or nine. I think they're going to be, you know, they're not going to, they're not a playoff team in my mind at this point, um, but they're there um where they're there are a couple of other pieces and I'll court development of their quarterback away from being able to compete for that the nba playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba this week new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings same-day parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I mean, I can, I can see that. Um, I I think that seven or eight is probably too much. I I. I think that that's their high upside. You know, I'm just, I'm not convinced that, that, that Justin Fields is going to be able to take this team. I just have to see it. I mean, and I just don't know if he's got enough weapons. I mean, if you look at their depth chart, I just don't see a lot of weapons there um, mm-hmm. for him to, to throw to. So we'll see. No, and you're not wrong on that. I mean, I mean, they, they have listed St. Brown as their starting wide receiver and he's barely taken any snaps in the nfl yeah um, they've I mean, got he's... brian pringle and darnell mooney and that's that's it dante pettis is kind of their fourth wide receiver and then you've got Velas jones but yet unproven i don't know um cole Komet 
is their is their tight end, but after that, they really don't have anything. Um, David Montgomery is David Montgomery, but then they've got Khalil Herbert. You know, um, a guy that they that they did add, um, very under radar, but can be, um, you know, a back of the end receiver weapon that can really help out their quarterback is David Moore. Um, no, not the star um, uh, wide receiver, the other David Moore, um, who you know played last year in Carolina and before that in in Seattle. He's a was a guy that was steady for Russell Wilson. He never he was steady. He wasn't spectacular, although he would make a couple of plays and you're like, ah, oh, there's the talent. And then he would disappear for an entire half and you wouldn't see him. Or three Not games. that they pulled him uh, or yeah, or a game uh, or two, <laughs> but there was, there was always production. Um, there always has been for him. He's a guy that could um, come in, be that third or fourth receiver and just, never be a guy that everyone's like, Hey, this is, you know, our go-to guy or anything, but then he just right. makes enough plays to keep yes. his quarterback, um, you know, positive. He's a, he's and a possession, forward, he's a so. possession style receiver. I think he could be used yeah. really effectively in offense. I think he ran like a four, five, two or four, 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 five, four forty. So he's not a speedster by any means, but he's got some nice size to him at almost six, two and 205 mm-hmm. pounds or something like that um and reliable hands so he may move up and uh make a difference for them so yeah. i mean like i said our the offense isn't going to be special this year i don't i, I think, think that's what's going to hold them back their defense it, can be all that but man if they can't score any points i don't know yeah but i don't think like if their defense is all that they don't have to score a lot of points right they're gonna they can win games you know 17 to 14 or whatever um and i think they can do that they just need to make sure they don't turn the ball over. That's True. Really what it's going to come down to. Convert, yeah, some third, convert some third downs. Don't turn the ball over. You know, let, quick, let your defense yeah, quick win, tempo win stuff. games. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Anything else? No. I, I'll, I'll, only other thing is I'd say if, if the Bears could be good, that would do me a favor because um, my father-in-law would be happy. Uh, and so, you know, those of you that are listening, go, go Bears. If, you, if you have any control over the Bears, which I know you don't because you wouldn't be listening to us, um, please have them be good. Just, and, just, you just know, as a favor. Do we, do we admit that we might like the Bears more than we like the Packers? Or do we like the Packers, Keith? I don't know. We're, we try to be neutral on this show, but no, I, the Packers have had quite a run. Let's let the Bears come up. Yeah. Or the I Lions. Mean, I really like the Lions, too. I do. I, I am all in favor of entertaining football and I don't have like, other than my team, I I don't have secondary um, like rooting interests other than good football and fun storylines for us to talk about. Yeah, that's true. That's very fair. And the bears being good and the development of Justin Fields is good football and a storyline for us to talk about. And I'll be happy. Um, same with the lions. If they, if they turn around and that roster starts to look good and they're ready for a quarterback that can, you know, jump in and, and make them a legit team, uh, you know, that's good football and interesting. If the, yeah, if the Dan lions can fan. continue to be terrible, like they have been since Barry Sanders retired, um, then that's not good football and it's really not that interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for 
I'm all for that. I'm also kind of for the, the, the Packers falling back to the pack because even though that's maybe not as good a football, it's still interesting. And watching the the drama that will happen with Aaron Rodgers and everything, especially after they traded away his um, his favorite weapon. Um, okay, that will be really interesting. So yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I'd be true. I will be okay with that this year. All right, find Keith and his opinions on Twitter <laughs> at Myers NFL. You can find me at Alfsted uh, underscore or Alfsted NFL, and find this uh, the show at PF underscore playbook you can find us on uh pro football playbook uh dot com uh, or dot co and you can find the show on your favorite pod- podcast platform and youtube and make sure you subscribe and share until next time take care guys thanks for listening to the pro football playbook podcast follow keith at myers nfl bill is at altstead nfl the show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.